Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Monday edition. Hopefully you had the day off for President's Day and enjoyed yourself. If not, hopefully you had a decent day at work. And if you're in the car on the way home, hopefully you're just enjoying a nice ride. Don't have too bad of traffic. Um, glad to have you with me, whatever you were doing. And if you miss any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com on this President's Day. I'd love for you to email me whether or not Ronald Reagan. Here's a question for you guys. Whether or not, in hindsight, you look back, do you still love Ronald Reagan as much as you did? Is he your number one president or is Trump your number one president? What are your thoughts as to who your favorite president is? I would love to hear from you guys and who you think the worst president is. Is it now Joe Biden? Do you think the worst president is Barack Obama? Was it Jimmy Carter? I'd love to hear from you guys and your thoughts of the worst president email me at andreakshow.com all right before i go any further i got to bring in this dude he's my brother every night of the week it is dj sesame broccolini sounds like somebody's got a case of the mondays (laughs) 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 yeah do you have uh, a case of the Mundis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And I actually have a few different nominees, by the way, for uh, best president of the United States. Biden's the worst. Oh. It's it's undoubted. But And Reagan is up there, and so is Trump. But there are some other people that I think are uh, unsung heroes in American history, underrated presidents that don't, don't get enough credit in certain ways. All right. Like who? Uh, well, in a lot of ways, honestly, I think number one, Teddy Roosevelt, I think uh, Abraham Lincoln both did in so many different ways. Yeah. I hate to, I mean, I know this is maybe going to be controversial, but the way Harry Truman handled the end of World War II, I think was pretty solid. And I know he made some decisions that people look back at and say, should we have done that? Should we not? I think we should have. Um, And I think that we didn't have a lot of those luxuries back then. So I I think there's some good wartime presidents that really don't deserve enough. And and honestly, even just George, I think George Washington is just look just the more you learn about him and his life leading up to the presidency. It's it's crazy. Um, And he did not want to be president famously. And I love that. And I think he just set the bar so darn high for so many people. And it's it still is the the gold standard, in my opinion, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So, well, good, good observations. Good, good analysis I'm glad glad we talked about that. Um, one of the things I don't know about you, Sesame Broccolini, is are you a big NBA fan? Uh, I was before it got really, really woke. Now I, I can't even stand a second of it. Yeah, I was never a basketball girl. I went to one bat. I grew up in the Deep South, and it was always about football for us, okay? Never about any of the soccer business, um, we didn't have a professional baseball team in New Orleans. We didn't have a professional basketball. They got these things people call the Pelicans now. I think they got an NBA team. Um, so, you know, I wasn't brought up watching the NBA or, or basketball at all. I like high school basketball. I was a cheerleader. Um, I went to one basketball game at LSU. My my little friend Phyllis and I were like, okay, well, should we go to one game at least while we're while we're going to school here? And we did. 
we went to one basketball game. I guess the NBA finals were this weekend. And a couple things coming out of it. I guess they were like 30 minutes late to start. Who starts like a championship game like 30 minutes late? When has the NFL started a, a Super Bowl or a championship game unless there is a weather issue? Have you ever heard of a game starting like 20, 30 minutes late? Is that not insane? No, and while people would go crazy about that in baseball, if that happened in football with the Super Bowl or even the NCAA tournament, the championship, there would be actual riots, I think, in the streets. I I don't think this country would want to see what would happen if the Super Bowl was late to start. No way. Well, it's ridiculous. It's where's your professionalism? I mean, like, you know, you play, they play a ton more games in basketball during the season than football. You know, and what, you can't come out on time? I mean, you know, what's wrong with you people? Well, evidently, um, that wasn't as much of a, of a, 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 as upsetting to some people as some comments that Charles Barkley made about San Francisco. So evidently, he just really upset lots of people with these comments. In fact, we've got a, a clip of a little bit of, of what he said. Uh, Sesame, if you can play that. Hey, 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 Reggie. Yes. If you had a if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, when you oh, 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 hey, no, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. You can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Taylor, I live in Arizona. That microphone says cough. Just hold that down. Just hold that thing down. You know what? Um, I, I mean, <laughs> oh, we love San Francisco. He's like, no, we don't. Would you rather be cold or be around a bunch of homeless crooks? He says, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right on. You're not safe in San Francisco. I mean, the city is gone. Absolutely gone. It's unsafe. They're a bunch of crooks. They attack people. There was, in fact, there was a, a woman pushing her stroller on her way to go to some community event to discuss the homeless problem when she was attacked by homeless people on her way there. And this just shows the level of insanity that we've got, where you've got somebody like him calling them out for the truth and everybody's defending it. Anything you want to add there? Yeah, look, it's, it's so obvious, but we should make it clear. Obviously, San Francisco used to be a beautiful, quintessential American city. Oh, yeah. Um, it used to be. It's physically painful to see what they've done to San Francisco in 25, 30 years. Because even – it used to be not that bad even, I don't know, 10, 10 15 years ago. It's, it's, it's just – the crime, the corruption with public servants, the cost of living that's out of control, all the drugs and the theft. It's its truly insane. It's one of the only places I think you can go in a modern, developed country where you have human feces just on the sidewalk and broken needles that are still full of people's blood. There was the tech guy not so long ago. There was It was a yeah. really sad story, but there was this tech founder. I forget which company he, he backed or established, but he moved out of San Francisco with his father. They left to Florida in like 2020 after living there for 20 years, and he went back on business, and he was killed in the middle of the night by some random yeah. person in the street in San Francisco, course, like 2 in the morning. Well, right. And, of, and course, of course, what they, yeah, go, they no, tried go to act like it was some love that he was mm-hmm, – 
he was on the down low as a gay guy and he was out, you know, trying to hook up with somebody. Of course, they had to try to come up with that explanation Mm -hmm. besides the, you know, the truthful one that he was just murdered on the streets of San Francisco and that this is happening all across our country. In fact, there was a shooting that took place in which what three cops uh, were were killed or shot. I'm not sure if all three of them died. This took place in Minneapolis over the weekend. Um, two police officers were killed. How many people even know the story? Do you recognize the name of, of somebody named Shannon Gooden? No, that he doesn't sound the, familiar. Yeah, right. Well, of course not, because this is the that's the name of the um, uh, shooter who was arrested for killing two police officers and a paramedic. Um, he's 38 years old. It, it killed two officers and a paramedic in Minnesota. He is black. It, it, if you, according to libs of TikTok, um, this is why the media didn't publish any, any information surrounding him because he's African American. Uh, what and this guy, of course, um, it, it, a couple things. Anytime that you hear of a shooting in which people are died and the identity of the shooter is withheld. You know that it's not a white person and they're a liberal. Because if there's any way that they can smear white people in this country, and particularly MAGA, they they will. Not only is he African-American, black, but here is a social media post uh, that was found. I'm so sick of people posting blank about Barack Obama. Just negative blank, negative blank, negative blank. Uh, um, so just it would go on and on with filthy language in support of Barack Obama. This is who killed cops, but it gets even more disturbing because a former Minnesota Minneapolis city council candidate was happy that cops were killed. In fact, we have the clip from that. If you can play it, Sesame, it's the first in the stack. This morning in Burnsville, Minnesota, two police officers and a firefighter were shot and killed when they responded to a domestic dispute call. It's been over 14 hours since the shooting occurred and they have not released the identity of the man. 2023 was the most deadly year at the hands of police with 1,348 people reportedly being killed by the police. Meanwhile, 134 police were killed in the line of duty. So my question to you is, are they withholding the identity of the person to protect them because they're white? Or is it a black person and this is just a one-off time that they're not incriminating the person? Also, is it wrong that I don't feel bad that the police were killed, but I do feel bad the firefighter was killed? Let me hear your thoughts in the comments below. Wow. Don't feel bad that cops were killed. Cops were white, by the way. Imagine if it had been a white guy that had killed two black cops. That's absolutely despicable. It's okay to kill cops in this country. And I guarantee you it's okay because they were white and the shooter was black. This is where we're at in this country. And on a day in which I've mockingly referred to it as dead Russian day, I don't like the fact that some political opposition leader in Russia was murdered because he was speaking up. Of course, I don't like that. But in this country, in the United States of America, look at what, look at what they're celebrating today. The persecution of a former president of the United States who's done nothing wrong and two white cops who were killed. So we're supposed to be hysterical today over a Russian 
who was murdered by his own government. But we're not supposed to be, but this is okay to be celebrated? No. No, that didn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. And part of what's going on here is that it, it, and the reason why they're celebrating the persecution of Trump and celebrating these cops here is that it, it's part of a movement to transform us into the very Soviet-style communist country that they're supposedly upset at on, the, on behalf of Navalny. And oh, by the way, you want to know who is killing political opposition in their own country? Zelensky. So this hysteria over Navalny is supposedly, well, it's not supposedly, it's all about pushing this narrative of Russia bad, therefore we've got to give more money to Ukraine. And And it's also not just as a way to try to manipulate the minds of Americans and wanting to support the money laundering scheme going on with Ukraine, but it's also to distract you from the fact that the persecution uh, of the types of Navalny is already happening here in our own country. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more to talk about. And in fact, have you ever wondered why so many of our uh, Congress people take these trips around the world like Ukraine? I've got an answer for you when we come back. Okay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before we um, we were talking about San Francisco last segment. If you missed it, be sure to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Here's another little update on San Francisco. They have admitted their first non-citizens to the elections board. Happening right here in California. Non-citizens serving on the election board. Wow. So on top of them, the illegals coming into this country, getting in-state college tuition, housing, $5,000 on visa gift cards, all kinds of entitlement programs at the expense of taxpayers. And while taxpayers aren't getting, giving them jobs and just everything else, you know, let's import drug traffickers and child sex traffickers and give them all kinds of money. And now we're going to put them on the elections board. And yeah, I don't know how many of them coming here are child sex traffickers, how many are drug traffickers, how many rape women. I have no idea how many of them are terrorists. And since I can't figure out which ones are, I have to assume that they all are. And quite frankly, even if it's just 10%, that's far too many. Our country is gone. Gone. I don't know. It's it's hard to stay positive with all this going on. We got to continue to fight. But when Trump puts out like he did today that this is a failing country, you know, don't be coming at me, Nikki Haley. Oh, you know, or, or even Tim Scott with his, you know, oh, the best is yet to come. You know, this is not 1992. Spare me those platitudes. We got to be having some straight talk about where we're at as a country and get active to do something about it. One of the things we got to do is start primarying everybody in office Sean Davis from the Federalist tweeted out today. Uh, he said, 
Let me pull up the full tweet here. He says, you want to know why so many senators and congressmen go on long foreign trips pretending to do official business? Because remember how we talked recently uh, last week about the um, Republican who um, I can't remember what his name was. Um, He put up, he, he trumped up, what, what was his name, Sesame? He's the one that acted like, he, he like um, became like Chicken Little over some supposed alleged threat over Russia. And then come to find out, you know, it was all a play to try to force a vote to get more money for Ukraine. Then you come and find out the brother friend had just been on a trip to Ukraine. I don't remember his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. So um, Sean Davis goes on to say, you want to know why they, they're going on these trips pretending to do official business? He says it's all about the money. He says in Ukraine, for example, senators receive $338 in cash each day they're in Kiev. So on top of their salaries, on top of free travel to get to go over there, they're getting paid like extra money just to be there per day. He goes, that's the official government per diem rate for food and lodging, which, of course, senators don't need to pay for because it's already provided by um, by the federal agency trip planners on your dime, along with their airfare. Upon landing, they're each literally given an envelope of cash for their per diems. When Tom Coburn was a senator, he refused to accept the per diems on the account that they were wasteful and unnecessary. And the agency flax had no idea what to do because nobody had ever refused them before. A single long, a single week long trip to Kiev nets each traveling senator nearly $2,500, which doesn't include the cash or gold bars or diamonds they're accepting under the table. When lawmakers travel overseas on government planes, they're also, they also aren't required to go through customs or declare what they're bringing back or how much they're carrying in currency or gold bars. Isn't that convenient? If you've ever wondered why so many lawmakers seem to spend so much of their time going on fact-finding trips around the world, or why there's always some stupid picture of them in each country pretending to do something official to justify the trip, you no longer need to wonder. Like everything in Washington, it's all about the money. And he posted a um, um, a chart which shows... All of uh, the countries from Turkey, Turks and Caicos, Turkmenistan, uh, to Tuvalu, uh, multiple trips to Uganda, Uganda, United Arab Emirates, the UK, Ukraine, and on and on and on how much they get per diem. Wow. Sesame man, why aren't we running for office? Why aren't we getting in on this? Dude. We could be traveling around. We could be going to do. We could be going to Dubai on the taxpayers' funds and getting cash and gold bars while we're there. Man, how <laughs> dumb are we? We could also spend about half our time on vacation. Uh, yeah. And the other half of the time, we don't really have to do any work. So, I mean, kind of a legendary yeah. way to, to to get rich uh, while the taxpayers, you know, are slowly squeezed to death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just. It's, what, what else? I mean, it's just. It's a slap in the face. It tr- it truly is. I- I've said this before. This this is firmly my position. The U.S. war, the U.S. government is not just trying to break us. They are at war with the American people. Truly, yeah. they're they're in every single way that they can. They make things less efficient and more costly. Be I, I don't know if it's if it's because they're addicted to spending our money. 
or what it is exactly, but the, these these people love to enrich themselves and their friends. And then when Trump comes along and pulls the rug out and exposes all of this corruption, they say he's a threat to democracy. Really? Yeah. Really? I'll tell you what a big threat to democracy is. You take my money away from me by force and threaten imprisonment if I don't comply, and then you send that money to Ukraine to keep their economy nice and comfortable, to keep them nice and comfortable. And then you give it, you let all of these lawmakers who allegedly represent us squander it on things that are completely useless. It, 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 it's... There's just no there's just no defense for it. And it's and by by the way, I'm guessing this is a lot more widespread. And there are many, many places and times where the government could be more cost effective and they're not. They choose the more expensive route and and they reward themselves before they reward anybody else. They act like we're all in the same boat, especially when times are hard. But with, with this kind of activity, it's no wonder that Elizabeth Warren thinks that things are going well with Bidenomics. She's still making tons of money. Even though she's not really doing anything for anybody, she's still getting all the perks and all the benefits and all the cushy amenities that you get when you're in government while the rest of us struggle, while the rest of oh, us yeah. are just trying to survive just to keep yeah. the lights on. It's criminal. Look at, yeah, she talked about contrast. Yeah, look at the contrast. Trump never took a dime, mm-hmm. donated his salary, mm-hmm. while the rest of them are literally pigs at the trough of taxpayer money taking trips around the world, not only trips around the world and free vacations, but making money, getting handed wads of cash while they're there, all kinds of gifts that they get to bring back undeclared, no customs. What a money-making racket our government is. I hate to sound negative. We've had some fun, though, so far this hour. We've had some fun talking about uh, uh, Nikki Haley especially. I can't wait till tomorrow night till she just gets completely worked. And I don't mean by any men in the back seat of a car while her <laughs> husband's overseas. <laughs> Look, you know what? You know, I, this is an adult show, so we can say things like that here. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just despicable. Oh, and then, you know, and then while they're doing that, They're taking, they're not only, they're feeding at the trough, but then they've also set up another trough for the, for the pigs called illegal aliens that are coming into this country and feeding at the trough of the U.S. taxpayer. That's what's going on in this country and putting them on the elections board. I don't know how they're planning on cooking this election in November, Um, but they, there's, there's no way that they can legitimately win. And I don't know what the RNC is doing or what anybody's doing. And, and Trump does not have uh, the means or the machine to be working the ground game. That's what the RNC is supposed to be doing. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Let's shift gears. We're going we're gonna to talk. I've got, a, I've got a little pop culture story uh, to share with you guys about a, a couple that I absolutely loved. And, you know, now... Um, They're in some deep doo-doo, and we're going to talk about it when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Um, Speaking of basketball... We were speaking of basketball earlier with Charles Barkley. If you missed his comments about San Francisco, which were dead on, uh, we played that in the open segment 
of this hour. But there was a college basketball game that took place at Baylor in Texas that's got some people, um, conservatives, upset. Um, do you know who Chip and Joanna Gaines are, Sesame Broccolini? They I, have the show Fix, Fixer Upper. Oh, I know that show, but I didn't realize that was their names. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they just blew up. Super cute couple, do really great. You know, you know, she's the straight man to his Chip's sense of humor, and together they're just an adorable couple. Just amazing, built an amazing empire, including Magnolia Bakery and restaurants, and just, I mean, just a, an amazing empire that they built from all from that show Fixer Upper on HGTV. They also became known as being devout Christians and which has, you know, got them a little heat from the leftist over the years. Well, evidently there was a basketball game this weekend at their, uh, their uh, um, alma mater, which is Baylor University. Both Chip and Joanna Gaines went to Baylor. Well, so did Brittany Griner. Now you remember Brittany Griner, right? The basketball player who um, took drugs into Russia, pot into Russia and then got held as prisoner and um, until the Biden regime got him out. Because, I mean, Brittany sure looks like it was um, Brian at one point. I don't know if it was. Is is Brittany Griner a biological male? who tra- I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's who Griner is. Now, mind you, um, an American is still was still left over there. So, which is another reminder today, as the left is all hysterical over uh, Navalny, what about the American that was left o- over there that has yet to be brought back? Uh, there, what was his name? The American hero, Paul Wayland. So, uh, so we've got two things going on today. We've got the left hysterical over the death of Paul Navalny, and not a word is being mentioned today about the American Marine Corvette, Paul Whelan, who's still being held as a political prisoner over there. Oh, no. He's there. Nobody gives a crap about him. The Biden regime got Brittany Griner out, but didn't get Paul Whelan out. Well, here's where it got hairy for Chip and Joanna Gaines. They actually posted a picture with Brittany Griner from the game with the caption that said, so bold, bold letters, so proud of you, girl. Welcome home, Brittany Yvette Griner. So proud of you, girl. This Chip Gaines, this was on Chip Gaines's account with Joanna uh, in the pick. And uh, conservatives aren't having it. Quote, Chip and Joanne have turned so woke, it's pathetic. Go woke, go broke. Another person said, proud of her for what? Trashing America, but getting out while a real American hero, someone to be proud of, is still in jail? Yeah, exactly. Um, not a good move. Um, oh, remember, and also remember that Brittany Griner was the one who knelt, refused to stand, uh, for America. That was another part of the controversy that suddenly she's demanding over there that America come and get her out the same country that she trashed at the WNBA games. Look, alumni or not, there's no way. If I was at an LSU game and Brittany Griner had gone to LSU, you think I would have stood and taken a picture? Hell no. Hell no. The the gains deserve the crap that they're getting tonight from conservatives. Anything you want to add there, Sesame? I If I 
I can't. I don't know if I'm if, if I'm mixing this up, but I do believe Brittany Griner. We got her out in exchange for releasing a Russian prisoner yes. named yes. the Merchant of Death. Yes, I forgot about so that. It, the it, Merchant it, of Death. Yeah, it's just like talk about to quote Trump, one of the worst deals. Yeah, in the history of trade deals ever. Like. Li- Honestly, so yeah, infuriating, um, and especially like you said with Paul, who's been falsely accused of espionage, who's rotting away and spent several years. She couldn't handle five minutes behind the yeah. Iron Curtain, um, and of course, it's just so 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 interesting how again she hates America, she wants nothing to do with America until her life until she's got her back against the wall, and all of a sudden, it's, please forget everything I said. I love you. Please let me go and exchange me for this violent criminal called the Merchant of Death. That's a fair deal, right? I, I just no no respect for Brittany Griner. I don't I don't know what these uh, what Joanne and her husband were thinking, but that that was just yeah, a terrible no. call. Truly a terrible, terrible decision. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. I cannot even imagine if I was a big celebrity like that and I was in their shoes, would I have bashed Brittany Griner? Probably not, because I wouldn't have wanted to bring that you know to LSU. Um, but would I have taken a picture with her? Hell no. Although me, I would have, I would have, I would have said, LSU, what were you doing bringing this person back? <laughs> I would have. Uh, Shaq is probably our fam- most famous basketball player at LSU. If Shaquille O'Neal had done this crap, which by, by the way, Shaq would not have done, I would have been like, LSU, don't be, don't be honoring this person here. Okay. You don't remove them from the halls or whatever, but to be honoring this person, hell no. I would have spoken out against it. I know I would have. I would have. I certainly, there's one thing I know for dang sure. There's no way I would have taken a picture with that person. And let alone saying so proud of you. Completely boneheaded, brain dead move on the part of the gains to the point where, um, well, I don't, you know, they started their own network, I guess, Magnolia Network or whatever. I, I would never watch or support them in any way going forward. It's that bad of a move. And that was before you reminded me that this was in exchange. While Paul Whelan was left there, this was in exchange for the Merchant of Death to be released. Shame on the gains. Shame on Chip and Joanna Gaines. What do you guys think? Email me, com. Do you think that they were just... um not unaware of this person's background. I don't know how they could be. I, I, do you guys have any defense at all for the gains? Email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. All right. Um, we're going to shift gears when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit of the COVID shots because there's some breaking news regarding that. So uh, stick around. We got We got more to share with you when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay. So the COVID shots are back under scrutiny as a new uh, multinational study has released their results. It was conducted by the Global Vaccine Data Network. And the researchers have um, the study, which was spanning multiple countries from Denmark, New Zealand, Argentina, Canada, Finland, Australia, and Scotland. Those are the, some of the countries in the study. Um, 
this uh it, this um group if you will has um been publishing data analytics for more than 140 years so um i i'm still always skeptical now because the same people who told us to you know uh, trust the science like fauci were actually cooking some reports uh like one of the first um lies uh, that Fauci told involved a Lancet article that said that hydroxychloroquine and the other treatments didn't work. And that entire publication was a lie. However, I want to share with you guys the report uh, and, and what this study is reporting. Um, they uh, have, and this also you can read up on this at the Gateway Pundit. The study confirmed known safety si signals for conditions such as myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, which uh, while also identifying potential new safety signals that uh, warrant further investigation. Uh, the study covered 99 million vaccinated individuals analyzing the administration of 183 doses of Pfizer, 36 million doses of Moderna mRNA, 23 million doses of Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccines. Experts chose 13 health uh, issues to keep a close eye on. Um, so basically what they found is the neurological conditions, um, Guillain-Barre, uh, a nerve disorder, transverse myelitis, inflammation of the spinal cord, Bell's palsy, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, uh, which is inflammation in the brain and spinal cord. Seizures are some that they have found. Uh, there are blood clotting issues, clots in the brain's veins, clots in the ab abdomen's veins, and lung clots. Uh, Issues with low platelet counts and a specific immune response causing low, platelet, low platelets. Lastly, myocarditis and pericarditis, which are types of heart inflammation. They also found neurological conditions after getting the first dose of Oxford uh, AstraZeneca. That was uh, the Guillain-Barre, which is the immune system attacks its nerves. Uh, the acute disseminated encephalomyelitis, a rare brain and spinal cord inflammation, and other neurological, neurological. What they did was they broke, and then they broke it out according to, um, because some of the, some of, it looks as though some of the issues were more, um, well, no, I started to say spread across the different shots, but they aren't. It's equal with Oxford, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, and Moderna. Um, So um, basically, the bottom line is across all the shots and across all the countries, everything that we suspected and began to understand about these shots is true, that they are increasing and in causing neurological blood and heart conditions. And that's the bottom line of the shots. And the more shots and more boosters that people got, the worse uh, the conditions were. Also, at the same time, New Zealand has released, based upon their version of FOIA, which is information um, request, they have released their COVID, uh, excess COVID death charts. What they found in their charts is, in uh, uh, they 
produced three graphs, one from July 2021 into 2022, summer of 2022, and then 2022 going into 2023. The first uh, across all the charts, the non-vaccinated, the graphs showed a flat line in terms of COVID deaths. What they showed in terms of spikes and excess COVID deaths was in chart one, the people after the first dose in July of 2021, the excess deaths jumped 6,000% in those who got the first shot in July of 2021. The next graph showed as people started getting multiple shots, you could see the black line, which was the non-jabbed, stayed flat. And you could see the excess COVID death jumping around everywhere from 600% to 1,200% of excess COVID deaths between those who were getting the shots. In 2023, it was less excess COVID deaths from the shots because, as you recall, people stopped getting the booster shots because of the number of sudden uh, adult deaths that were occurring from those that got the shots. So what do both of these results in these studies show, whether we're talking about the graphs coming out of New Zealand, where they were charting the excess COVID deaths related to the shots, or whether we're talking about this study that was done around the world with those that gotten the shots and tracking the adverse events, the bottom line is the shots were either killing people or they were causing myocarditis, blood clots, and beyond. At the same time, we've got reports coming out today where at least we've got a spike of at least where at least 20% of dead people now in this country are having not just clots, but big worm looking things that are not even blood clots being removed from the veins of dead people. This is the reality from those that are saying trust the science. At this point, What we need is we need Trump to stop pushing these shots as though they saved lives. What we need is we need these shots to be pulled from the marketplace, never to return. And we need no more mRNA shots to be shoved out on any of the population. And that's my take there. In fact, get this. Russia has put out a cause of death for Navalny tonight, and their cause of death is sudden adult death syndrome. The irony in that is not lost on me. I hate to give those results to people that have gotten the shots out there because it can be frightening. I do think that there's ways to mitigate what's going on. Certainly the number one way to mitigate uh, the effects of this is to not get any more shots. That's the number one way that people can mitigate uh, the effects of these. All right. Um, In the time that we have left, and email me your thoughts on that. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. Unfortunately, the reason why we're having to rely on results from studies done around the world is because the United States, our own government from the CDC, the NIH, and the NIAID are refusing to do any studies related to this and and or report the truth of any of the results to the American people. In fact, what we've got is them denying that there's any issue. We've even got a bill in New York right now, which is, which is about forcing shots on children without parental consent. Because they, the, American, the, the adult population, people aren't wanting any more of these shots. So now they got to go to the kids <coughs> outside the parents. All right. <coughs> Can we talk about something positive? Do we have an idea for today's 
good news story or today's potential hero, Sesame? Oh yeah, I, I've got a I've got a nominee actually. Oh, you do. Um, All right, good. Give me some good news. Something good to something to feel good about. I don't know what's going on with it as of right now, um, mm-hmm. but as of today, there was there were at least a handful of people truckers in New York City who were saying, mm-hmm. or truckers around okay. the country who were saying, we're not going to go to New York City if they if they uphold this ruling against Trump because it's ridiculous and it's un-American. Um, and by their estimation, they only need 10% of all the truckers that bring all these different, you know, grocery goods or whatever they're bringing into the city. If 10% of them stop, it's going to really, really sting for New York. And I'd hate to, uh, inflict any pain on, on those New Yorkers who did not vote for the, you know, who do not want this, who stand against it. Uh, you know, there, there are good people in New York who see that this is crazy and un-American, um, but I do think some punishment is 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 earned, and I certainly think there's nothing yeah. wrong with using your leverage to to um, show show Judge Engeron and the the crooks behind him that this is that this is crazy and this is baseless, and you can't just decide for yourself that people are guilty, not because a jury says so, not because there's any damages, but simply because you don't like somebody or his politics or the fact that yeah. he has money. Um, this plain and yeah. simple, this is about a personal and a political vendetta against Trump. And so these these brave truckers, I don't know if they're going to go through with it, but apparently they're uh, talking about some kind of a strike of sorts and or just a boycott or a refusal to do their job. And I say more power to them. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, the left is all about wanting to hurt Americans. How many of these New Yorkers are <clears throat> even today are celebrating the persecution of Trump while their own uh, while their own government locally and at the state level is persecuting them through the illegals that they're bringing there. Financially, uh, culturally, destroying you. I mean, how many people are going to lose their jobs there in New York because the hospitality industry or the tourist industry is being destroyed? They need to wake up. And you know what? I'm not feeling too sorry for the Democrat voters there. Let them feel a little pain. Let them feel a little pain. And maybe they'll start reconsidering who they're going to vote for down the line. So, yeah, hat tip to you, truckers. I love truckers. If you go into the grocery store tonight, thank a trucker. We love you, truckers. And I love you out there. Thanks for being here tonight. Appreciate you so much. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Got me to- got topic ideas, anything you want to share with me, email me at andreakasio.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Keep your head on a swivel.